This is Rockin' Vino, the podcast about wine and music and how the two go so well together. Find new episodes every Tuesday on Spotify, Apple Music, and wherever podcasts are offered. Find the show online at rockinvino.com and on social media at rockinvino. How's it going? I'm Coco. And this is Mike. And this is Rockin' Vino. Now in its third season on... I was going to say on the radio, but no, uh, on the podcast, on the internet. <laughs> yeah, anywhere. Uh, <laughs> find new episodes. There's no rules here. Exactly. <laughs> uh, find new episodes every Tuesday. Something very cool and very different this week uh, featuring on the show. Something you may not have heard of in the world of wine. Uh, w- would you call it wine? Is that, is so that correct? So it's funny. It's it's legally wine. Okay. But it's But it's... A wine-based aperitif. Okay, in the world of wine-based aperitifs, <laughs> uh, we have a co-founder of Jardesca, uh, Jardesca California Aperitiva. It is Marshall Dawson. Marshall, thank you so much for coming it's in It's great to be with you guys. It's a pleasure. You got quite the, brought quite the spread. We I love did. It. You have a garden in front of you now. <laughs> we do. You give, I always like to paint the picture for people. We brought appet- a little cheese and salami, so the appetizers. Jordaska California Aperitiva, the aperitifs, so we call it Appy Hour. Love it. And then as you see, it's, there's a veritable garden on the table. Yeah, We've got beautiful. oranges and Meyer lemons from my tree here in Sonoma and pink oh. grapefruit and mint and rosemary. So This is the best the studio has ever smelled. It smells delicious. <laughs> and it links to our brand, too. So you mentioned Jordaska is the name, but that's the name comes from Hardin or Jardin. So garden. And then Esca, so it's fresh from the Garden of California. Oh, I love that. Yeah. How did you... How'd you come up with that? Well, that was my business partner, Roger Morrison, and I. We really had always wanted to create something. We've worked together for years and years and years. And um, we wanted something that fit us and fit California and lifestyle. And um, we love the idea of aperitifs, but didn't necessarily love the European aperitifs that are out there. Mm. So when we were creating Jardesca, we wanted, first of all, the name to be evocative of sort of the, the beauty of California, mm-hmm. the gardens of California. So we call it the marriage of the vineyards and the gardens. And, uh, and, you know, like any other creative endeavor, it took us a long time to both come up with the name and the packaging and the recipe took a couple of years. So I bet. And the packaging is absolutely stunning. I mean, those bottles are beautiful. They can be used after that bottle is empty for sure. So not only are they uh, great when you give them as gifts or, or buy them and they're, uh, you know, outright, but... You can refill them. I use them for water. I use them for um, olive oil. Um, and we actually now are taking our uh, used bottles and creating candles that are amazing. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. I mentioned to you both earlier, you can you can get Jardusk online. I know you have a lot of listeners that aren't in California. So you can order it online on our website and also the candles as well. But they're beautiful. Oh, wow. They're they're full, you know, 30-hour burning soy candles with um, orange mint flavor and, you know, and and scent just yeah. really pretty i so, bet yeah that sounds phenomenal i mean what a great gift yeah you know so a lot of people at the holidays bought a combination of the bottles with the candles and yeah. you know you're rocking both sides of it so <laughs> nice pretty cool package yeah <laughs> now if you don't know what an aperitif is uh describe a little bit about what it actually is so for hundreds of years in and and especially europe they've had the tradition of an aperitif an aperitif literally means to open so and you know in italian it's an aperitivo and French, it's an aperitif. Mm-hmm. Um, we call ours a, a California aperitiva because it's from California. Mm-hmm. Um, but it literally means to open. And what they do is they, they first of all, what they do is they sort of open your palate. They get your palate ready for what's to come. So meals and the drinks to follow and that kind of thing. But to, for us, it's it's 
kind of an opening drink for whatever's to follow. Also, it, it not only opening your palate, but opens up conversation. It's, you know, it's that kind of thing. And so the aperitif moment in Europe has always traditionally been that evening moment, you know, transitioning from the afternoon before you have a heavy dinner, you know, how they're in Spain, they're into their tapas and, you know, there's little plates, you know, and at aperitif hour, wherever you're having it. Um, and so that you have a little aperitif and you have a little nibble and, you know, that's the tradition. So I had lived in Britain at one time um, when I was, I actually used to run Bombay Sapphire Gin and Grey Goose Vodka globally. Nice. So I lived there. And then my business partner, Roger, who I mentioned, he grew up 18 years in Britain. Wow. So we both had that European angle and loved that moment. Just loved it, you know. And, and really, Jarduska has been out now in the marketplace for about six years, gleaming our eye about eight years. And so this was before anyone was talking about this. So there were spritzes or, you know, there were other things coming out. Um, but we love that moment. And we, what we really wanted to do was honor California, the vineyards, the gardens, and then create something that if you started from the ground up, you would create in California. So it wasn't, it wasn't mimicking a European aperitif. It was saying, oh, if we just tore up the whole aperitif playbook, what would it be like? And so we start with three amazing wines in both. We have a red and a white. So if you can imagine the, the, the bottles, one has a little green cap and one has a red. And they have beautiful, as you guys mentioned, they're baked on labels. So they don't have paper labels. You can just sink them in ice. Um, and the heart of the white wine blend is a Viognier. Mm. And the heart of the red is a Zinfandel. Mm-hmm. Um, so we create those wine blends, which in and of themselves are delicious. They're amazing wines. Um, as you guys know, California, you don't have to go far, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> to get incredible wine. So yeah. that's wonderful. And then separately, we distill a grape eau de vie, which is a grape spirit, um, a just delicious, pure spirit with 10 botanicals. And then we blend that back in with the wines. So the three lead botanicals in the white are pink grapefruit, pink peppercorn, and bay leaf. And in the red is ginger, tangerine, and cardamom. I'm going to let you both have a little nose. I thought, you know, let's let's have people have their little auditory wet their whistle. Um, So you can see even when you nose it. Right. Mm -hmm. What do you what do you immediately think on that? I mean, it's very herbaceous. Yeah. You get herbs, a little Mm -hmm. bit garden. Absolutely. Floral. Mm-hmm. I did pour it neat for you. We actually created Jordesca to go on ice, but this is very, very well chilled. What do you think of that, Mike? Oh, very, very. It's very refreshing. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very different. Every party needs to start with a Jordesca. <laughs> Every party needs to start with a Jordesca. And like we said, we were talking about the aperitif moment in Europe. In America, that's day drinking. We were talking oh, about yeah. that before uh-huh. we went on air here. And so, you know, poolside, patio, as you're having, you know, setting up for a dinner party, that kind of thing. Yeah, I love... I, I know it's my product, but <laughs> your mouth, does, do you feel it? Do yeah, you notice your mouth is watering? Very, very much so. So we talk about it being a functional aperitif first. Mm-hmm. You literally, your mouth starts to water on your side palate, you know? And you mentioned refreshing, Mike. Um, the two most common descriptors for Jordaska, the first is refreshing, and the second is usually dangerous. Because ah, I don't know if you notice how easy it is. That's true. And it's not even on ice yet, right? right. So now we're going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to oh. show you as we go here. What is the alcohol percentage on these? So it's 17%. Whoa. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, you know, your, your normal white wines are going to be what? 11 to 13, that kind of thing. Yeah. Your reds are, um, you can hear it on the ice there. Nice. <laughs> and then 
what it actually does. I don't know if you all are whiskey drinkers, if any of your listeners are whiskey drinkers, but oh, yeah. um, when you add water to whiskey, it opens it up. Well, funny enough, when you add ice to Jarduska because of that eau de vie, you actually get different flavors. So um, you get a little bit changed nose. So, and then this, yeah, like I said, the second descriptor is dangerous because it's very easy to drink. So <laughs> it does you. change with the ice. That's interesting. Isn't it interesting? Yeah, it's a, it's a different, oh, yeah. a different drink in itself. Huh. Yeah, it totally um, evolves. One of the nice things is, and I don't know if you all know this or don't, or if you've ever had any guests on that talk about this, is, you know, we live in Sonoma County, right? So we make Jordesca in Sonoma, and I live in Sonoma County, and you guys live in Sonoma County, too. And there's this attitude of like, oh, my God, what are you doing? Why are you putting wine on ice? Well, it's a dirty little <laughs> secret that a lot of people put wine on ice. They do, yeah. And it's actually been proven out through lots of research. And um, what we wanted with Jordesca is because it was meant for that pre-dinner <clears throat> day drinking and all that, <clears throat> excuse me, is we wanted to get better on ice. So I don't know if you're noticing as you sip it, it's it's changing the flavor and it actually doesn't get weaker like a lot of things you put on ice. It actually opens up the flavors. Right. You're kind of nodding, Mike. Yeah, you're... Right. You notice that? Yeah, it's sort of... Uh, it, it balances out the, the herbal characteristics with more of the wine, I guess the wine characteristics of, of wine. it. So it's more kind of balanced yeah. once, once the uh, once the ice goes Yeah, in. so we created it. In fact, it's very funny. People say, why are you putting it on ice? And I'll jokingly say, well, at the bottom of our bottle, you see this? It says serve over ice. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting it on ice because we created it to serve over ice. And it actually is delicious in it. And like I said, it gets better. And then you can enjoy it and sort of, you know, for, for moments throughout your your party or in your day or whatever. Is the idea of an aper- uh, aperitif not, is it sort of a foreign idea to uh, America? Is it less common here? It's it's m- definitely less common than Europe. Mm-hmm. That's changing completely. Uh, when we started, like we said, I don't know, uh, we were been on the market for six years now. When I told people what we were doing, they would say, not just sort of what is it, but they'd say, why are, why are you doing this? <laughs> and I would say, well, see, there's these things called aperitifs all over the world, and they sell tens of millions of cases, yeah. and I'm not exaggerating of them. And it's a moment, and people love it, you know? And they kind of look at me sideways. And now with the evolution of spritzes and all this low-alk drinking, mm-hmm. and that's all the same idea. Mm-hmm. It's sort of, you know, moderation and steady and um, day drinking and... Um, you know, aperitif moment. So, but it is, it's it's not as common, mm-hmm. right? Although I'm just totally seeing how much that changes. We used to do events five years ago and people wouldn't understand even, I couldn't say this is our aperitif. I would have to say, well, it's a delicious beverage, you know, that's refreshing and this is how you make it. Now I can say, oh, do you know this brand or that brand of, you know, of European aperitifs. Oh, yeah, no, I totally know those. Okay, well, this is our reinvention of yeah. that for California. Wow. I mean, I can definitely just see bringing this to a party as something really fun and unique um, for just drinking, like in the evening or in the summertime, bringing it to the pool. You know, what a perfect um, beverage for that. Yeah, it's fun, and people love it, I have to tell you, and it's not because it's mine. So here's what we're <laughs> going to do. To your point of the moment, Coco, is we're going to give Mike and uh, we're going to put that orange on the side there and add a little bit of ice. I'm going to let you help me there, Mike. 
you want to reach in there. I we love how you. interactive this is too. Yeah, it's so fun. To, so we call this a little um, spritz bar. So what we do is we usually have um, Jardesco, you know, you can have the Jardesco white or the red um, or both, which is wonderful. And then some sparkling beverages. Like we have a little Prosecco. We have some ginger beer. So what I was going to do is show you. Now, Mike just tried that with the orange. Did you notice the difference? Yeah. What, again, what it changes again. The, isn't it interesting? <laughs> so depending on what garnish you put in, wow. it it really melts. Now, see, we don't use, and Coco, I'm going to give you a twist of oh. pink grapefruit. Thank and you. And I want you to see just that. And then we're going to do a little rosemary for my garden Ooh, with your pink grapefruit. quite lovely. Isn't that amazing? Mm -hmm. So we don't use colors. We don't use extra sugars. We don't use flavors except for those botanicals in the wine. And so when you add a little, you know, Coco has a little pink grapefruit and rosemary. And now Mike has yes. uh, orange and mint. And just for fun, let's do this. You guys can't see them, but they're on opposite sides of the... Oh, the booth you. here. I'm gonna let you see how different oh they are. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh wow! Totally. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, such a different nose. So we call that botanical magic, which is <laughs> you know you're 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 taking the fresh garnish, and I think I think of it as sort of your your fresh farmers market garnishes, right? Wow. You can pick that's either amazing. what's in your garden, or you can go to the farmers market. Or you can decide what your favorite flavor is. Wow. And then we're also gonna do a little bit. So. The Jardesca California Spritz is three parts Jardesca. It's two parts sparkling. I'm using a little Prosecco, but you can use whatever your favorite sparkling is if you like. And, um, Thank you. And then, so three parts Jardesca, two parts mm. sparkling, and then your favorite garnish. Ooh, yes. Ooh. I, know, I know what I'm bringing to my next cocktail competition. There it is. Jardesca, you got a good base there and just... Right. right up. Mm -hmm. And one of the fun things, so I mentioned to you guys, I've been in this industry a long time. One of the fun things about Jardesca with this low elk thing is that we do a lot of reverse ratio cocktails. Mm. So these are our spritzes. I just did the Jardesca California spritz. I'm gonna let you try the red in a minute. And we're gonna add ginger beer to that and call mm. it's called the Jardesca Red Mule, Yum. which is delicious. Mm. One of my favorite drinks. <laughs> do you like ginger beer, Mike? I do. Okay, good. So He's good. doing a golf I, clap, so yeah. I assume there was something. His happy um, dance. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm always in favor of mules. Good. So, and by the way, the white is also delicious with ginger beer. So you can flip-flop them, and the red with a little sparkling wine is called the Jardesca Royale. So you can do sparkling, you can do ginger beer. And nowadays, with all this going on with seltzer and whatnot, mm -hmm. Jarda I like to call it like, well, upgrade your seltzer. Don't, you know, don't buy into that stuff. <laughs> yes, Take the Jardesca, do sparkling water, a fresh garnish. Oh, yeah. And by the way, the calories are the same or lower than those. Three ounces of Jardesca white that you just had is 99 calories. That's oh, fantastic. wow. So the three ounces with two ounces of, of sparkling are still less than 150. Wow. I mean, it's nuts, but Perfect. you're you're getting beautiful California wines, delicious grape, you know, spirit, the entire blend, and you're really, truly upgrading. So, mm -hmm. yeah, you can have the Jardesca with a little Prosecco, a little ginger beer, a little sparkling water, and then you let people play with it, to your point, Coco, of like cocktails. Oh, yeah. But everyone wants to do mixology, mm -hmm. and almost no one does it at home. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. It's so stressful. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you're talking to a guy that used to handle Bombay Sapphire gin and Grey Goose vodka globally, and people would say, what? You know, but with Jardesca, what we like to say is you can't break it. Yeah. You know, it's easy. Mm -hmm. And just have fun, mm -hmm. you know? So um, so that's the, the, the white, which you guys could see. You know, I also, it's amazing. I have some Meyer lemons for my tree. It's nuts what you do when, when you do that as well. I'm going to let you, you, should we move on to the red so you can sure. see it? Sure. So the heart of the red is a Zinfandel. 
And the uh, the three lead botanicals on the red are ginger, tangerine, and cardamom. Ginger, tangerine, and cardamom. cardamom. So in that bottle. Yes. Beautiful. And then seven other botanicals that are a little trade oh. secret. Wow. And and what the goal was is to stay in the Jardeska family when we created the red, so that it's still mm. refreshing and delicious, but it's oh, wow. richer. Yeah. You like that? I do. Yeah. I actually like this better than <laughs> well, there you your, go. So, your standard red wine. <laughs> than regular red wine. Yeah. 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 So, and that's what's really funny. So I, I, it's really funny. I'm a big red wine drinker. When we started Jordeska, we started with the white and I would have a lot of people say, oh, but I'm a red wine drinker. And I would say, yeah, so am I. But sometimes it's 90 degrees and sometimes you want a pre-dinner drink. Yeah. Right. And you saw kind of the depth of flavor in the white. I think a lot of people think it's going to be like some white single white wine varietals are a little one dimensional, right? I mean, and I'm not judging. Yeah. I'm just saying they're, they're not, they don't have a bunch of different, that's why a lot of people love red wine with the complexity and the, um, but you could see with the white, that's not the case and no. certainly not with the red either, but they have, because of the multiple wines and the botanicals and all that, there's a lot of depth of flavor and complexity and that's why you can play with it so much, you know, and draw on it. Yeah. These are really dynamic drinks. I mean, you can do so much with them. Yeah. And so I'll tell you something funny, Coco, just from the sort of little business side, right? We're entrepreneurs too. When we first started, that's what everyone said. And everyone said, oh my God, you can do so much. And so we got really excited and we was like, this is what you can do and that way you can. And then we realized you have to start with the simple and tell people <laughs> the best drinks, the spritz, the best drink is this, try that and then go play, right? right because exactly. otherwise people get overwhelmed. They do. And then yeah. they're like, well, it's too much. I don't exactly. want to do anything. Now what Never do mind. I do? Exactly. Yeah. So we're going to add a little ice to the red. Now with these wines or yes. with these aperitifs, when you open them, uh, when you open the bottle, how long does it stay? That is a very good question. Like, because they yeah. are technically fortified wines, so you yes. take wine and then you fortify it with a grape spirit with the botanicals, they actually last for weeks. You oh, put the top lovely. back on. So one of the neatest things about Jordeska is you can have a drink at night, pop it back in the fridge. And then have another one, you know, a couple weeks, a couple nights later, or even a couple weeks, frankly. I mean, easily, we always say sort of four to six weeks, but I will be honest with you, I've had them even longer. Wow, you know? um, okay. So I, I say four to six weeks just for freshness. And you don't even have to. Ooh. I just added a little orange twist into I your love red. It. Yeah. yeah and I'm gonna delicious. I'm going to put a little um rosemary in yours, Coco. <laughs> Thank you. So you have a little orange Beautiful. and rosemary. Is there any need wow. to, or uh, would there be any reason to age something like this or is that not really coming to so play? So it actually, we, we prefer you drink them fresher because okay. they're meant to be fresh and actually they will last. I mean, I've, I, again, had bottles for, you know, a couple of years, but I don't recommend it just because you want it to be fresh. So we just add a little orange twist for Mike so he gets mm. to see that. And now you just slapped the I mint. slapped the mint. <laughs> that, I wasn't hitting that. them, folks. So that's the mint smack. And I'm going to drop that in. And then what we're going to do is I'm going to show you why, Coco. So, okay. Mike, you smell that. Coco, I want you to smell that mint before I do anything to it. Okay. okay. So now you smelled it. That's a mint leaf. Now I'm going to smack it. Yes. And now I want you to smell that mint. Oh, yeah. Is there a There's difference? There's an absolute difference. It's crazy, yeah. right? So oh, instead slap of... Slap the mint. Slap the mint. So we like to say... <laughs> Slapping the mint. <laughs> squeeze, spank, spritz. <laughs> so oh, that's perfect. Pour Jardeska, squeeze your little twist or your orange, spank the mint, and then spritz. Well, that's little, just perfect. Little squeeze, spank, spritz. 
squeeze, stank, spritz. <laughs> Say that five times fast after drinking a few of these guys. And you better be with the right people. All yeah. right, Mike, you said you love ginger beer. Oh, yeah. So we're going to make you one of my favorite drinks, which is the Jardusca Red Mule. It's three parts Jardusca Red, two parts ginger beer. You're going to hear that formula a lot for us because we try to keep it really simple. And that is a drink that is one of my absolute favorite go-to. I, I'm going to endorse smell that. It. Yeah. Oh. Can what? I smell it? Yeah. And then, Coco, I'm making you one of our Royales, which is the Jardusca Red with Ooh. some sparkling wine. So it's very funny when we started with that Red Mule, a lot of people said, oh, I, you're, gonna, you're going to what? You're going to take Red wine? Well, it's not Red Wine. It's a Red Wine Aperitif. <laughs> and actually, one of the <laughs> Mike is... Having an experience. I'm having a moment over here. <laughs> so I need to get you a little fan. <laughs> um, but that's how I feel about that drink. And by the way, everyone I've ever had taste that drink. That I was at the Slanted Door in San Francisco the other day, and the, the bartender just said, oh, my God, that's incredible. I mm-hmm. love that. I think people don't perceive they're going to, you know, it's different, mm-hmm. right? They love it. So Absolutely. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So fun. And um, then I made you a Royale cocoa. So yours oh. is a Jardusca red with sparkling wine. Ooh, so fun. And we did a, a little. Royale. A Royale. So kind of, <laughs> remember in uh, Pulp Fiction. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Roy- Royale with cheese. <laughs> so the Cure Royale is a traditional drink, right? Which is a sparkling drink. But this is our version of that. Now, if you took, if you think of traditional wine, are they as versatile as this? Could you do a cocktail with wine? Or is this... Is this more constructed for this so, type of drink? So people do do some cocktails with wine and certainly sparkling wine cocktails, mm-hmm. which you've seen, right? Mm-hmm. Really genuinely, honestly, and again, not because I'm the creator of Jordesca, there's no way you can do with regular wine what you can do with Jordesca. In fact, one of the biggest uses we have now is in, um, in California and across the country, actually, there's a lot of accounts that do not sell liquor now. They only sell beer and wine. Mm-hmm. And they uh, want to have cocktails and they want to have spritzes and so they're falling in love with Jardesca because they can take that spritz you tried. They can do the Royale. They can do it with ginger beer and do a mule. You can have a little spritzer with the sparkling water. And we even have people making faux, like phony Negronis with the Jardesca <laughs> and then, you know, spiking it with a little bit of the what you can use in beer and wine accounts. So, And while I'm mentioning that, Coco, you mentioned the possibilities are infinite. I cannot tell you how great if you like to play. Mm-hmm these are with mixology as well and i don't yeah. so push that with because it's with spirits mm-hmm. yeah like the re- the the red with bourbon i do it i call manhattan beach which is a reverse mm-hmm. ratio manhattan Ooh. so it's more jordusca red less bourbon and it's like a lower alk manhattan with the white we do garden martinis we reverse the ratios with more gin more jordusca white and less gin mm. yeah so the possibilities the are, possibilities really quite are limitless yes so <laughs> And then earlier, I think when when I came in, we were all talking about moments. And I, I really, I mean, you immediately went there with parties, but these are incredible for pre-dinner, for brunches, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. day drinking, poolside. Um, and then we were laughing about music. I mean, obviously, a big part of your show is music, but Coco said, oh, like Yacht Rock. Yeah. <laughs> I said, yeah. That's what I think you know, of, yeah. Well, and the thing is, it's kind of cool again, right? Uh-huh. I mean, what's old is what's new. So, uh-huh. you know, Sirius has a whole Yacht Rock channel. Yeah, and I mean, I would definitely throw on some Yacht Rock by by the poolside, sipping on some Jardesca. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I love, I, I always think of sort of what you would have at a cool garden party or very cool hotel, like either Latin jazz or 
um, you know, some of the softer, like guitar kind of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. That and, would be amazing. And just, mm-hmm. you can imagine vibing in the outside in your garden, having a barbecue or a little oh, yeah. poolside and some um, well done guitar music or jazz. So I'm a big musician too. I love music. So do you play as well? I grew up playing the trumpet. Oh, uh-huh. so fun. I can still pick it up and play. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was actually in the Michigan marching band. I was at University of Michigan. So I, I marched in the marching band. That was pretty cool. And played trumpet. But I, I love music. I love all kinds of music. So. What's your favorite? Well, my favorite artist, which is dating me, but, you know, so is my gray beard, is uh, actually Billy Joel, believe it or not. Oh, so perfect. Yeah. I love Billy Joel because mm-hmm. I grew up virtually through his entire career and kind of watched him evolve. Yeah. And so there's something very fun about what he did, but also just, you know, his staying power. And I it, I was blessed. I actually saw him in Wembley Stadium last year, Ooh, which nice. was insane. I bet. Yeah. So I love him, but I love everything. I love classical music. I love rock. I, I you know, um, I shouldn't say I love everything, but I love, I, I like a lot of stuff. So. Do you like country music? <laughs> you know, I... in the right moment with the right whiskey, <laughs> right. I like country music. Yeah. Perhaps the right person to two-step with. I don't know if you've ever been in the right kind of bar with the right, you know. So, But I, I don't go turn it on all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's funny. I either find that people say they listen to everything except country music or except rock music. It's really funny. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I feel yeah. like they're sort of related to each other. They absolutely sort of. are. I Interesting. Mean, country is the foundation of rock and roll. Yeah. Well, I grew up in the Midwest, so it'd be pretty hard for me not to like rock and roll and some level of country. I mean, it's not, you know, (laughs) I'm not a huge country listener, but you're right. There's a lot of, and the blues and all that. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, I, in speaking of music, I feel like something like this would work really well actually in a music festival setting like a Absolutely. bottle rock kind of so thing. it's hilarious it's been We're, served at bottle has rock it really for a couple years okay yeah. oh, that now sense. what they've done is they've bought it and used it in cocktails like the reverse okay. ratio um uh uh martini kind of thing we've mm-hmm. talked about and actually also um what's the one in southern california you guys you're better at this than coachella? Me. coachella um not coachella but there's another one in SoCal? i think they served it at coachella but oh. it was the is it in like san diego uh, I think uh, so. But anyway, it's okay. been at Bottle Rock twice. Yeah. Maybe three years now. Yeah. I really think they need to serve the spritz. So if you have any ends there, I mean, doesn't yeah. that seem perfect? It absolutely seems perfect. Because I you mean, can do drink it all day. and yeah. yeah. I mean, you guys should have your own booth there. I know. I really For should, sure. shouldn't I? Yeah. We do so many events. I should probably just. <laughs> it, it feels like a way to be able to have something like a cocktail but be able to spread it out over the day of like a day of a music festival yes. where it's not like 90 minutes in and you're passed out in the corner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, and because we're a wine-based aperitif, I sort of think of us as sort of this wine country cocktail idea, you know, which is just, it's sort of, it's from here, it's created here, we make it in Sonoma and it is wine-based. So it's kind of all there. Um, but it is, it's perfect for that. It's perfect for even... I've started to see it at some music venues, you know, where they're mm. serving beer and wine, but they want to take it up a notch like we talked about. That's yeah. perfect. Yeah, it really does fit. I mean, any, well, for to me, the, a party is not a party without, I always used to joke and say there's two things you have to have a party to make it a party, and it's music and alcohol, which is probably Kinda no true. doubt yeah. how, I mean. you, <laughs> how you guys come up with rock and vino. <laughs> but I really would say, well, you know, when people would stress, I one one of my old careers was an event promotion manager before I was in brand management. Oh, lovely. Did you used to do that? I do that now. Oh, you <laughs> yeah. do? I work events. Yeah. yeah. So that's what, so I was 
came out of school and I was in some marketing and then I did a ton of event management and then I went into brand management. Oh, and, um, so I used to joke when people would stress out and I would say, just make a list. Mm-hmm. That's what events are, events are lists. Mm-hmm. And then put on some great music and get some good alcohol. Pretty and much. you're fine. <laughs> Maybe a little so, food, right? Yeah. Just a <laughs> few little a nibbles so that people don't get too <laughs> Just crazy. so you don't. <laughs> you know. You know. But that's what I like about this sort of mid-proof world now that you can enjoy it all day, like you said, Mike, right? How do you classify this in terms of food? Is this something that would be paired with food? Is this something that's supposed to be on its own? Mm-hmm. How, how do you kind of so organize So it's funny that? you should say that. Um People say, what cheese, right? And it's funny, because of the complexity, the answer is all cheeses. I mean, truly, mm-hmm. you can probably imagine that now that you've tasted it. Depending, It's not unlike the garnishes you do. What I will say is, for me, you know, aperitifs in America, like I said, to, to me, the aperitif mode in America is day drinking. So anything you can think of that works in that day, right, whether it's barbecue, nibbles, um, that kind of stuff works. Um, I... Like I said, I brought a little cheese and salami here and some crackers. Amazing with charcuterie and cheese and starters. Mm -hmm. I also love Jordesca for those moments like at Thanksgiving dinner when you're cooking for a few hours and you want to have a little beverage and a little nibble, but you know you're going to have a a meal later. Mm -hmm. It just works beautifully. That whole spritz bar idea with a little, you know, pika pika kind of stuff, charcuterie. So that's really nice. Now, what's funny is I told you we're in a lot of um, restaurants and the beer wine accounts now. Um, and you probably when I say this, you'll you'll go, oh, yeah. I mean, I have quite a few Thai restaurants that are taking in Jordesca now. Wow. And then people huh. will drink it with the food because you've got a little bit more depth and, you know, it it holds up. You've got a you probably noticed we say it's kind of balanced between sweetener. So you get a little sweet on the palate, but it's mm-hmm. a nice dry finish. Um. So it works really nice with that. As a small sideline, and this is where I see, as a marketer and a brand owner, it's dangerous of all the possibilities because (laughs) I told you before, you kind of have to say, start with the spritz. So if anyone's listening and you end up buying Jordesk online, start with the spritz, (laughs) start with the mule, don't listen to all these other things I'm saying. And if you happen to be a cook, it's ridiculous for cooking. Oh, really? It's insane. Like my brother uses the red for um, an alternative to port and things like um, pate. The white is incredible in stews and whatnot. They're both incredible for um, deglazing pans. Wow. They're so fun. Okay. Because they're higher proof than wine, but they're lower proof than high spirit. You've already got wine and botanicals in it. And so it's just, anyway, again, this is the danger. You know, you get me talking and you know, you create something from scratch and then you have all the fun with it over years and you start realizing all the things you can do, right? Mm-hmm. So There was sort of one thing I was going to ask, that have you had people, I mean, I, I assume it's fairly uh, versatile that um, you can sort of find your own cocktail mix yes. with it? Okay. That, in fact, it's funny you should say that. We realized a couple of years in where it's, I told you you can't break it, right? We would say to people, it's easy to use and make your own. You know, because it, you kind of picked that up already. You know, what garnish do you like? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, do you, I mean, even things that you, you never could have told me when we brought out the red, for example, that there would be really top bars that would mix the red with mezcal and make cocktails and mm-hmm. be in love with it, you mm-hmm. know, because we didn't create it for that, mm-hmm. right? We created it to try the way we just did on ice spritzes, simple things and whatnot. But yeah, it's uh, it's been really fascinating to watch. When you, you know, I don't know if you have talked to a lot of people that have created something, but 
it's amazing to create something and then see what people do with it. Absolutely. That you yeah. had no idea. Can make it their own. <laughs> yeah, it's really kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Or you saw that some of the garnishes and a lot of people go, well, have you ever done this? I think, oh, my God, no. You know, like somebody said, have you ever put melon? I said, yeah, melon. But have you ever taken melon and then wrapped it with the prosciutto and done that instead of, and then you have your little appetizer with it? And it's, okay. <laughs> yeah, know? that's a great idea. That's a cool idea, right? Wow, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's really fun. Yeah. Now, we'll make sure to put these. Uh, you, you left a few um, kind of recipes yes. for, for some cocktails. We'll be sure to put these up on the episode page. Oh, that'd be uh, great. This goes up. Uh, this is a dumb question for me, but is this this seems like one of the rare times that you would have a chilled red? Is that is that right? <laughs> I think it is one of the rare. There's some people that will say there's certain reds where you want to serve it at that a little bit lower than room temperature. I've heard that, but mm-hmm. there's very specific ones. They're not all right. Right, exactly. Um, don't ask me the varietals because I can't tell you right now. But I what that is actually to your point. People will go, why are you putting that? <laughs> what is it's going It's really on? funny it's a, as if you're destroying something. Uh-huh. So I love, like I said, look at the bottle. See this? It says serve over ice. We created yeah. it. I get to tell you. Yeah. Um, it is. But what do you think of it, Chilled? Do you like it? Absolutely delicious. Yeah, it's yeah. Cr- and you're, yeah. I should note that Mike's um, red mule is gone. <laughs> right? Yeah. He's like, this is yeah. fantastic. I know. Uh, uh, Coco is taking it easy, and so she's not slamming her drinks. But I can honestly say Mike's done a good job here. I'm very <laughs> I'm, impressed, I'm impressed with this. Too. I'm very impressed with this. He ability. normally doesn't throw back the drinks that quickly. Yeah. I have to say, so he must really like it. <laughs> um, we did. I had asked you about your listenership and whatnot. Um, we're based in Sonoma County, and if anybody's listening in Sonoma County or in California, we have quite a bit of distribution. So you can find it at stores, especially locally here, and a lot of the fresh food grocers and that kind of thing. Um, but if people are listening outside of California or if they're in California and they want to just buy into e-commerce now, which the mm-hmm. whole world is with everything like every day, I feel like I'm ordering something that I needed oh, for tomorrow. Yeah. Um, you can order Jordesk at www.jordesk.com on our website and it's very simple and, you know, um, fairly, uh, reasonably cost effective, especially when you consider it's coming to your door. What you know? is the price point of these? So on our website, they're about $35 a bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, recommended pours about three ounces, so you get at least eight drinks out of them. And oh, then yeah. what we mentioned, too, is they don't go bad once you open them. So you're not in for, you know, God, I couldn't finish that. Right. Um, in the marketplace, at a bottle shop, it's anywhere from, I have accounts that will run it for 25 because, you know, that's what they decided, all the way up to 40 So wow. it just about, I would say the average is about $30 a bottle, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a, it's a fun, easy way to, to what the other thing that I like when I showed you the, not only the garnishes, but the spritz bar and that thing is when people see this and the way we do this, oh my God, I have to do that at my next party. And I always tell them, yes, you will look like a hero (laughs) because people don't know the product Mm -hmm. and they don't think to do this. And Mm -hmm. so when you have a little party or dinner party, it's, what are you doing? You know? Or when people buy a bottle and I'm in a store, I say, and then buy a mint plant and some oranges and take it with you with a little Prosecco and take a little basket and, you know. It's like they can be their own little mad scientist. They can be their own little (laughs) mad scientist. Exactly. Now, from how does it compare to wine in terms of like vintages? Are there differences from year to year or how how do do they vary? So it's funny you should say that. Our goal is for there not to be variation. Mm. When you make a product like this, that's... Your ulti- in my mind, that's mm-hmm. your ultimate goal because, it's, as you see, there's no vintage statement, right? There's right. A, and that's intentional. Okay. 
Um, you heard the heart of our white is a Viognier, the heart of our red is a Zinfandel. What that also allows us to do, and by the way, we tend to use the same three varietals no matter what. And you know, because you do this show and live here and live in California, there can be wide swings in oh, vintages. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. to the point where people are surprised, you know. Uh-huh. And I'll say to people, I even I have Cabernet Sauvignon in my backyard just like a hobby. Um, it's incredible how much it can change from year to year when you have done almost nothing different. Mm-hmm. Like the size of the berries, you know, the fruit and, and just the taste. It's nuts. So, you know, we source our wine intentionally from what's available in California, as opposed to locking ourselves in. And that's a little bit different than what some people do, mm-hmm. you know, nowadays with, well, the vintage variation and what farmer are you using? And mm-hmm. I get it and I respect all that. But then there's also when you're making a product like this, you want people to open the bottle of Jordeska and get Jordeska every time. And right. that, why does it taste different? So there aren't vintage variations. And I also like to say sometimes like as a little joke or a little secret is that botanical um, enlivened spirit. You know, that's the great equalizer mm. for us, too. So when you add that in and you blend it, that's what, you know, really makes it Jordaska as opposed to a wine meritage kind of thing. Very interesting. And how are these different from European aperitifs? So that is a good question because one of the reasons – so Italian aperitifs uh-huh. that most people know, aperitivos, tend to be more in the bitter world. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm not a huge bitter fan. So – So that was sort of, okay, I like the idea, but I don't necessarily like those. Um, The French aperitifs most people would know fall into kind of two categories. One is they tend to be a little bit sweeter to my palate or they're pastis. I don't know if you guys know pastis, which is like anise flavored. Mm -hmm. So that's a very, you know, I don't know if you've ever heard of Pernod Ricard, but Pernod and Ricard were both pastises. So so those are big pastis brands. And that was, you know, uh, another aperitif um, from France. so when, you know, I loved the aperitif moment in the idea, but they didn't fit my palate. So we're, how we're different from a flavor perspective is, and you could see when you tried it, we're not at all overly sweet. Mm-hmm. There was no way you'd say this is sugary or syrupy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a sweetness on the palate, but they're not overtly sweet. They're not bitter, there's a little bit of herbaceousness. Oh, yeah. You mentioned cocoa, right? Which mm-hmm. is a little bit different version of that. Um, but the the aperitif action, so to speak, is not one that is bitter. And a lot of the bitters are used to get your mouth to salivate, right? But what we did is we used botanicals instead and then those, those key wines. So the big difference is um, we're a very balanced flavor. And I would say very California style. Sort mm-hmm. of that whole balanced thing and fresh... And, um, and, you know, I like to say balanced, refreshing, and delicious. I mean, those were, that was really what we were going for, right? So you get, again, sweet, dry, you get a little bit of herbaceous and a little bit of sweetness, but you don't, you know, nobody says, wow, that's crazy dry or wow, that's crazy sweet. Um, refreshing, which was the first thing you said, Mike, and then delicious is we wanted people to be, and you, when you drank that, right? You drank that out of a glass with no ice and no nothing. We didn't do anything to it. And you said, wow, mm-hmm. that is tasty, right? Mm-hmm. And that was the goal. Um, without knocking, I never mentioned specific names, brand uh, brand names, but without knocking them, there are a whole bunch of aperitifs you would never do that yeah. with, I guarantee you. Mm-hmm. You would not pour them in a glass and drink them. And that's the reason you see them mixed a lot of the ways you do. Right. Yeah. Wow. Now, is there... 
is there a winemaking process? Is there something comparable to a winemaking process? Do you have a winemaker? How does how do the blends we work? We do have a winemaker that helps us, and um, but we also have a panel, which is Roger, myself, and that winemaker, mm. um, that tastes every single thing that goes into Jardeska. Mm. Um, and so, um, but I have a winemaker because I didn't go to school to become a winemaker, right? And so, I, I there are things we're good at. Um, we had the vision for Jordeska. We knew what kind of flavor we wanted. We taste every one of them. We are inherent, you know, we call it like a make, to me, it's a maker, group of makers, you know. Um, but winemakers know a lot of things I don't know. If you guys have ever <laughs> talked to some of the sharp winemakers, there's some pretty amazing oh my gosh. chemistry yeah. and things that go into winemaking that it's good to have an expert that helps you with that. Um, but like I said, every single drop we taste as we're blending, we taste the different wines, we taste the spirit, we make sure everything's in line, we taste the blend, and then we taste it as we blended them back together. Um, I should also mention one of the cool things as we're talking about the process is that spirit goes through what's called a Bordelais still, and it's actually the only one of its kind in the Americas. Hmm. Um, and it's specifically for things like brandy and grape spirit. And it's just this beautiful still. And I've been around a lot of stills because I've been in, in this industry and spirits and that for a long time. And when we were now, – now you can kind of find a decent number of stills, as you guys probably know, even around here, California and across the, the United States. But when we were creating Jordeska, there just weren't that many. And <clears throat> when I tasted the spirit off the still, just even at high proof, I was blown away. Mm-hmm. So I love what it does. It really enhances the – the honesty of the grapes. It's sort of made for that. You know, some, uh, some distillations strip things away. You know, it's a difference between sort of what they call continuous distillation or, or, or continuous still versus like a pot still. Some actually enhance the flavors that come through it. Um, and so we wanted, as you can see, you know, there, it honors the grapes and the wine base and the, um, you know, that, those flavors. Now with, all the different uh, the different botanicals involved and all the different mm-hmm. things that 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 you're using in this is there a health property to it like, is there, <laughs> I mean I, I assume it's not I mean not gonna say it's a healthy drink for you but it, I mean is there is that does that play well a part? life is nothing but context right <laughs> so there's healthier so in my mind it's healthier than certain things because of the lower calories and the fact that it's wine based and it's all natural and we don't use colors mm-hmm. you don't see any day glow colors or anything. So there's your contextual healthier. There you go. Um, it is a funny question, Mike. I cannot tell you the number of people that have said this tastes healthy or <laughs> um, I want to rub this on my face kind of oh thing as God. if it's like, a well, mask. you know, like the mask yeah. of the botanicals um, or, you know, God, I can feel OK about this. You know, we have distribution at things like tennis clubs. You know, people come in, they want to have one drink, right? So they want to have a drink after they've exercised. But well, it's natural, it's fresh, it's refreshing, it's not high calories. And so I I don't make health claims, and part of that is probably because <laughs> I've been in the industry so long that I know you're not supposed to, <laughs> and they can come after you. So anytime I see anybody that says those, but I think what I like about it is you know it's natural, there's an element of moderation to it. I don't feel bad after drinking Jardeska, which there's a lot of things you feel bad, you know, yeah, I, mean, no, no I can't hangover. claim no hangover, Inducing. but I can, well, but what I can tell you is because you're drinking moderately and kind of over time and usually eating with it and all that, right. Um, yeah. And it's natural. You know, a lot of hangovers come from sugars and, mm-hmm. and the things that you add into what you drink. They don't necessarily come from the alcohol. 
Unless you're fiercely dehydrated, from, right? <laughs> which a lot of times you are. But I'm saying a lot of that has to do with more sugars in the distillation process, interestingly. Um, so. so the best place, if people are looking to get a hold of Jardeska, probably the first place to go is through the website? I think the so, first place yeah. to go is through the website because also we have a finder tool on the website. So oh, if you are somewhere and you want to look for a store, you can search there. Um, but certainly outside of um, California, unless you're in, you know, if someone's listening in Texas, we're at the Whole Foods there and, and Vegas, we're in some stores as well. But um, um, most of the folks outside of California are going to want to order it direct. Um, and like I said, I, I don't know if a lot of people in California now just want to order it and have it show up to their house. Yeah. I'm, I'm amazed at the evolution that's happened even the past few years with e-commerce and, and wine and um, that kind of thing. People don't want to step out of their house anymore. No. <laughs> I mean, I can't tell you. I'm not kidding. Yesterday, I ordered some electrolytes I needed just because it was simpler, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I mean, why not? So, yeah, mm-hmm. go, go to the website, and you can order Jordeska. And um, there's all kinds of um, – in fact, Mike has up our little manifesto there about what we believe on the website. There's information about um, different uh, recipes, how we make Jordeska. Um, so it's cool, you know, if you're interested in the things we've been talking about, you can look in there. Oh, we have an um, incredible Instagram, just visually is beautiful. You, If you like this that's on the, our desk here, you'd love uh, in the Instagram. Your folks would love that as well. Um, oh, and then what, uh, do you have any events that you attend where guests can so like we, So like we said, we've been at Bottle Rock, but not me pouring, but other people. We have uh, locally up here coming the Artisan Cheese Festival, yeah. which is in March, and it's a great event. If you've never been there and you happen to be in Sonoma County, it's really nice. It's not just cheese, but it's different food. Have you guys ever been to that? Yes. I have. It's cool. It's, yeah, it's a great event. Is it at the fairgrounds it now? It is now. Okay, it's at the it's fairgrounds huge, now. It's huge, and they have different beverages and food and different, obviously, cheese. So that's an incredible event. Um we do a ton of events, um, primarily in NorCal and so- Southern California. Um, but uh, we do things like Alex's Love Lem- Loves Lemonade in Southern California, which is a big fundraiser. We we do uh, um, some of the wine events, so you can keep an eye out for us. Yeah. Perfect. And then uh, to close out, we have a fun question for okay. you. Okay. Very important duty. Very important duty. So um, at the end of a good day, I always like to say specify a very good day, right? Um, what would you pair or what would you enjoy uh, with your jar desk? I would assume usually I, I keep it pretty open and say like sure. what wine, but we can say jar desk. We can say jar <laughs> And uh, music and food would you enjoy? I am a huge, which is funny, a huge appetizer guy and a tapas guy. Like yeah. that is my favorite dinner mm-hmm. if sure. you gave me the choice. So I would have a few different um Salamis and charcuterie, and maybe some olives and a little bit of uh, pickles, two, three cheeses. <laughs> I probably start with the white Jordaska, and I might have the white Jordaska just on its own with a like a on the on ice with a twist because I'm one of those guys and I created it. Um, mm-hmm. But <laughs> Mike's laughing, but I I, I like I like people to drink it with sparkling water and sparkling wine just because they love it. But I can't tell you the number of people that love it just on its own. So I'd have my shirt, I'd have my nibbles and a little Jardeska white. I would move on probably to the Jardeska Red Mule because it is truly one of my favorite drinks. It's a weird, weird even when you say it, but delicious as Mike as evidence again. Mike's is long gone. Cheers to that. And <laughs> then if it's with a couple people that I like and I'm just you know, calm and chilling. And it's a moment where I can do that. It's, it probably would go to Frank Sinatra, Rat Packy 
old school fun, stuff. Fun, love honestly. that. Honestly. Okay, great. That's me. Yeah, I'm into it. Yeah. Super fun. <laughs> so you can kind of picture that moment. Yeah, that's yeah, we'll, great. Maybe we'll hang out sometime and we <laughs> yeah. can listen to the Rat Pack and drink Jardeska. Love it. That is the pairing right there. That is. <laughs> we're all going to Marshall's house now. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So, uh, find out more about Jardeska at jardeska.com. Uh, spelled like you would think. J-A-R-D-E-S-C-A, jardeska.com. And definitely check it out. Something different, something that you probably haven't tried before. That, uh, as as evidenced in the past 50 minutes, very versatile. So many different <laughs> things you can do with it. So many different flavors. Uh, w- worth your time. Thank you for having me, you guys. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure.